for my children um, I'm raising an emotionally intelligent teenage black boy okay my son no joke um, he was excited to get his bath salts for Christmas that he could go soak in the tub and take his baths because he likes to bathe um, on New Year's Eve after my son took a toast with us he went upstairs to his room to set his intentions, told us he had to go set his intentions and he would be back. Um, I say this jokingly, but you know, um, Bell Hook has a quote and I don't know the exact quote, but basically it says that the biggest, the greatest problem for black men or for men in general is that they were taught to kill off the emotional sides of themselves. So by me raising a liberated black boy who was able to walk in his masculinity, but also take a bath, and set intentions and have emotional intelligence. To me, that's breaking in a, um, a generational curse because I'm giving another woman or mm. whoever he chooses to date, another man, whatever he chooses to do, I'm giving that person an emotionally well mate, right? Because I'm giving him the tools he needs to be that in his relationship. Um, with my daughter and I, you know, my mom and I had a very strained relationship and I love her. She did some things very well. And there are a lot of powerful lessons I learned from her. And I would have to say the way that I faced things head on came from the tenacity I got from her, right? But I inherited a lot of brokenness because of that relationship because there's a lot of things my mom saw in me that she couldn't face in herself. And so that caused us to have a lot of conflict in our relationship. Mm. And when I first had my daughter, um, the elements of that, they were present in our relationship too. I wouldn't even sit here and pretend that I was a good mom because I don't think I was. I think I had good intentions, but I wasn't at all who I needed to be to raise my child in the way I wanted to raise her. And so fast forward to today, the healing that has taken place in that relationship and the love we have for one another and the way that we're able to connect and converse and the way I'm able to support her, um, it's a different dynamic than I experienced, and it's one that she will now be able to give to her daughter because she knows what real love and good love feels like. So she has that to give to someone else. And even um, just with my marriage, you know, I think we've seen broken marriages. We've seen broken families. We see all of that. I, I won't say I'm taking on the responsibility of breaking all of the curses because I can't, I don't think. But what I can do is pour from my cup what I now have into theirs because I have a lot like I said to give and so as I pour it into their cup their position to give to other people what they have too right because you can mm -hmm. only give somebody what you have inside of you and so if I never gave her the chance to feel that love she wouldn't have it to give if I never gave my son the chance to feel that love he wouldn't have it to give but now both of them both of them have it and the Bible even says you train the child up in the way that they should walk. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. not the most religious person, but it's the same principle. If you teach a child some things in their childhood, when they grow old, those things generally come back to them. So 
That's how I feel. What you think about that, Jazz? I'm living that right now. You living now? Talk about that some because you you were talking about it earlier. Yeah, you, from yeah. a religious you know standpoint, when I was saying that I grew up in church, was raised in church, and I definitely know when things are not right, and I I can sense the older I get when I'm straying further away from, I'm not saying I have to be in church every Sunday, like I grew up in church five days yeah. a week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I know for a fact that I haven't been giving <laughs> what I'm supposed to be giving mm -hmm. to the Lord and I'm asking for things that I'm not receiving those things mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm choosing to go my direction mm -hmm. and not the direction that is possibly ordered for me. Mm -hmm. And when I sense things and things start to happen in my life, the minute I revert back to what I know and was taught, things I'm okay. Fall order. Things fall into place. Yeah. But the more that I keep playing that tug of war, it was like, I want to do what I want to do. It takes me a long time. Like life gets hard. Not saying that I don't get there, mm -hmm. but the things that happen and the loopholes that you go through in between mm -hmm. is I feel why, for me, why I go through them things. But when I say, okay, Lord, I'm going to walk in what you seek for me or help me or guide me and let me be like the vessel that you need me to be, then things start to fall in line. I'm mm -hmm. saying that it's that way so fast, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like things start to become where I need them to go. Yeah. But yeah. the minute I deviate, I'm like, all right, even in my spirit, like I feel it. It's like a sickening, like I be yeah. sick, you know yeah. what I'm saying, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, it's like, why well, I can't get well? Why I can't get well? And that's why. It's just like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know what you're supposed to be doing. But you got to do it. But you got to do it. Yeah. You got to do it. And that's it ain't just religious. That's everything. Mm-hmm. We, we got the answers. We, we've been exposed to the things that help us to live the right kind of life. So it's just a matter of us being willing to apply those lessons and... Hmm, this is the season for us to do it, so. Mm. I like the question, too. That's a good question. Um, you know, something that's like, so something hit me last year, and I was in the studio talking to Lo, and I don't know who else was in there, but I was saying a mother to the motherless, and... I don't know why that hit me. It took me some time to process that. But then as this season started to go on, I started getting messages in my DMs on social media, messages from people who respond to the podcast episodes like, this is helping me and you don't know how much I have, like, I have this issue with my mom and, you know, I wish that my mom thought more like you or blah, blah, blah. Even on TikTok, when I, um, one of my videos went viral and if you look at the comments on that video, um, it's out, it's at, I think half a million views right now, but it, it was so many comments from young people who are like, I wish you were my mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they have moms who are probably living. Some don't have their moms at all. But I think a lot of times we meet people in our lives and they don't have to officially be the thing to serve the role. So I don't have to officially be your mother to be a, a to offer motherly support. Um, that's what we used to do back in the day. We had community, we had family, mm. we had bartering, we had all these things that made our villages strong and we have departed from that way mm. of life. And so what I say to myself is the reason I am in part, because there are other things that made me who I am, but in part, the reason I am who I am is because 
God has sent angels along my journey to help me out every step of the way. And it was different people who played different angelic roles at different times in my life. What I can do now is give that back to people. And in addition to that, I can also give people the lessons I paid 20 years for 20 years sooner. So go to school with my tuition. If I can teach you about self-care and boundaries in high school so you don't have to go through 10, 15 years in corporate America where you're being beat down and you're burnt out because you don't know about self-care and boundaries, how much more will you be able to accomplish when you're well-rested? You know, if I teach you how to advocate for yourself as a high school kid, how many toxic relationships will you be able to avoid because you understand what feels good to you? And so that's Mm. the thing I'm trying to do. Like, I'm just trying to make sure that whatever I have in me to pour, that I'm finding and creating spaces to pour. If it doesn't exist, I have the tenacity to create it. And if it does exist, I have the willingness to add value to that space. So that's just kind of where I am in this season of my life. Can I just add up something real quick? (laughs) I think um, there are a lot of people, grown people, who are hurting right now because they have broken parent-child relationships. They have been disappointed by their mom or dad or grandma or all three (laughs) or both. Um, And because of that, they're stuck. They can't heal. They can't move forward. And that's the worst place to be in when you're stuck because of someone else. And so we all have to learn that we have the power within us to heal our own situations and to use the resources that God has already provided. We just have to make ourselves aware of them and be willing to use those resources to start to do our healing work. And we have to free ourselves so we can let other people go too. Because when you start to make sense of your experiences on your own, just as a person, independent of anybody else, what happens is you no longer, sometimes you no longer even need the explanation from them because you understand that we are all first time human beings living life at the same time your mama who you mad at was 20 years old for the first time when you was a baby mm-hmm. <laughs> and she 40 years old right now for the first time while you have 20 years old and you mad at her for what she didn't do when you was 20 when she was 25 and you were five but guess what what haven't you done right now what kind of grace have you needed you know what i'm saying like We got to understand that people are people. And my best friend taught me something I'll never forget. She said, when you understand that the roles people play are not who they are, you will be free. And I didn't understand that at first. But then she said, you're mad at your brother because he's your brother. But if you look at your brother as a human being, as a person, as a man who did a thing that let you down, it changes the expectation you have on your brother. And you just understand that he's a person. And so I try not to judge my relationships by the roles people hold because this is their first time in that role and they don't always know what to do and there ain't a whole lot of resources out there teaching them how to do it right Mm, that's very powerful thank you (laughs) you know something I didn't realize I didn't know the answers (laughs) to stuff you know when you grow up and you ask and eight kids ask the question you like because I said so because I said so what the hell does that even mean? So I had to start like, why am I, why am I doing the absolute most? And I thought about it and it's like, in real life, I'm only repeating to you what was said to me and none of us knew the answer. But the difference is I'm a different kind of leader. So I have the humility to say, I don't know. I don't know. And so, you know, it's times I ain't going to front my children. When I tell you 
push the boundary. Like they remind me of how much I don't know on a daily basis because they gonna they gonna push the boundary. They gonna test the water, but. I love that because they're allowing me the opportunity to show them how human I am, right? It's like, you get to see your mama don't know everything. I haven't experienced it all. I don't always have the answers and I make mistakes and I get it wrong. And that's that's okay. for children to understand though. When they children, because you you the parent. You're supposed to know already. I had just said to my bonus child the other day, like, Parents only don't know how to parent the way they was taught to parent. That's it. So or what they experienced. Yeah, like you just said, I'm, I'm just turning 20 for the first time. For the you first time. I've I never been 20 before, let alone whatever life has thrown their way, being a parent, having to raise their siblings, mm-hmm. all of these things. So when you have to grow up really fast, or in a way, you're like, well, I'm just really doing the best, the best, the best that I, I can. can do. Yeah. I've been a step kid. I've never been a step parent. And so it's funny when I'm having conversations with my husband about being a step parent to my son, I can only tell him what I believe feels right based on what I know as a parent and as a healer and as a, as a person who's healing. But I can't tell you what you feel as a step parent because I've thank never you. done that before. Thank you. <laughs> Jazz, thank, thank you. you. I mean, it's the truth. And I think I had to realize that. And now that I have this realization, I have to go back to a lot of the conversations we've had. And I have to say, you know what? I'm sorry. Because in my head, this is what I thought a step parent should do in a situation. But the truth is, just like I didn't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So how is either one of us giving the other person a hard time? We're trying to figure this shit out together. We, right. It's a learning experience for everybody. Yeah. But you have to. I, I think the big thing is knowing what's the goal. I always ask people this in business. I ask people this at work, especially like, what are you trying to accomplish by doing this? What is your, what is your desired outcome? Because even if you don't know how to get there, if you know where you're trying to go, that's, that's the goal. But the problem is we're not talking about where we're trying to go. We just all doing stuff and it's taking us in different directions and it's causing chaos. We got to align on where we're trying to go and then we can figure out how to get there together. That's just Mm, what I think. Very powerful. Thank you. I be spitting. I be doing You're the rest of that. People think, okay? <laughs> you be like, oh, yeah, you I know. Feel that? Yeah. So that's what we own. That's what all this is about. All this heal shit stuff. Listen, we're just having conversations about everyday shit people go through, and we have to understand that healing touches every part of our life. It touches your nail shop. It touches your hair appointment. It touches. The reason you hate that mole on your cheek, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why? Just like my daddy, and everybody always told me my daddy was ugly. You know what so I'm talking about? Ugly. You know what I'm saying? Why you don't want nobody raising their voice at you? Why you mm-hmm. get? Why you get triggered when somebody eats your food in the break room? You know, it's like everything in your life has to do with something that happened, or you thought, or encountered, or experienced in childhood. Mm-hmm. And so once you start to understand yourself, you are better able to teach other people how they need to handle you. And then you understand how you need to navigate these spaces because we have to start acknowledging the parts of ourselves that need to be healed so we can live our best lives. That's what does. That's, that's, that's what this is about. That's it. It's heal shit. How do you get people to, like when you know they need to be healed, of course that's a self thing, but how do you get people to like really recognize that part? Like to know like I really need to do some healing like to... I don't know, have a better life or be a better version of myself for myself and for my kids or however else. Like, how, or I don't know. I don't know if I'm asking that right. Like, I know what you're people, saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, you know, they need to heal from something. Like, you mm-hmm. know, there's some type of 
traumas that's leading them to where they're at or where they've been in life. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, like, well, how come you don't realize that? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, being a person yeah. that is vibrational or being a person that understands and now you're in the part of your life where you're saying like, oh, I fully accept where I'm at and I know mm-hmm. that I need to fix some things in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. How do you get, is that something you can get other people to see even if you're not like close with people like that? Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not plugging my event when I say this, but I am going to plug it just because I have to say this. Like that's why I do some of the stuff I do. Like the Heal Shit podcast episodes, people can listen to those in the comfort of their home. And when they're listening to it, if you're in your house and you're like, ooh, dang, that's me. I don't have to tell you that you need to heal because you're hearing this and it's hitting something in you to let you know that there's something that you need to work on. Mm -hmm. You get to choose when you're ready to work on that thing. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't want to hear the stuff that's wrong with us. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hear what we need to work on. And so if you tell a person that... (laughs) 